I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Welcome to the Frank Skinner podcast, Absolute Radio, etc. Um, I tell you what, it's, it's earlier in the morning than we normally do this. You might be able to hear it in my throat. It's so early. Take a fisherman's friend for that. Um, no, they're nasty. And I don't want to eat them at this time of the morning. I'd just be sick. The reason, what we normally do, foolishly in many ways, is we do the intro to the podcast. Am I right, Gareth? Yes. We do it after. We do it after, but this time we're doing it earlier. We're doing it before. Because the, the producer's got to go to a wedding, mm. so the whole oh, yeah. system has to change. Yeah. Um, but we so don't mind doing that. Of, there's a sense of mystery. Usually we know what's happened. Well, I, what I like about it is we don't have to like, because sometimes, mm. say, sometimes we've been, the show's <laughs> been awful, and we've had to say it's great, and the guests have been... Hateful it's mm. on some weeks, and we've all got tears streaming down our face. <laughs> exactly. Like, we have yeah. to try and see, yeah. like you know, put a brave face. Oh, on. Emily's covered in mascara, and, <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. But this week we don't know. But I'm I've got a good feeling about yeah. it. That if that helps, we're all kind of virginal and hopeful. I like it. It's good look. Oh God, you've got a good memory. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so um, we we're going to listen to this as well because uh, well, obviously not. Gonna, if we could listen to it now, life would indeed be a strange thing, wouldn't it? But mm. um, I, I cannot. Ears hoping, fingers crossed. The guest is Ross Noble. Um, that that's a good sign. Apart from that, we can't promise anything. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Welcome. This is uh, the Frank uh, Skinner Absolute Radio Show. Um, see me struggling to remember what, what it was. <laughs> is that what it's called? We never <laughs> no, know what it's called. I, it doesn't have a name. No. No, it's like uh, it's like the cat in Breakfast at Tiffany's. It has no name. Um, it's, I think that's the only <laughs> time it's ever been compared to the cat in Breakfast at Tiffany's, but there may be other comparisons. It's not necess- It's not feline, anyway. Nor does the show ever use its whiskers to judge width. <laughs> But um, anyway, I'm here with Emily and Gareth. Hello. Hello. Uh, both look very lovely this morning. And uh, we all went for a bit of a night out last night. We went and saw Ross Noble's comedy show. And Ross Noble, as it turns out, is our guest today. Ooh. We called to him from the upper circle. Why don't you come on the show tomorrow? And he went, well, I would do it. I even do that. I would come down <laughs> on there. And that was that, was that all sorted. Frank, you may have called from the upper circle. Gareth and I called from the stalls, shouted from the stalls. Yeah, well, the stalls is better. I was in that thing, I was at the front row of the upper circle, which yeah. is like being a Roman emperor. <laughs> I was right in the middle of the upper circle, oh, which sounds like a line from Dante, but it's a bit early for Dante. He's oh, on yeah. absolute radio at this time of the morning. So I've had the most bone idle lazy week i've had for many a long i've i when i was a kid we used to um we used to say occasionally why don't you come round my house tomorrow and we'll have a dos right and having a dos meant we'll do nothing and we actually made an appointment to do nothing come round our we can get to sound so in the morning but on the afternoon we'll just have a dos and just meant we sat around and did nothing. That's what I've done all week. I've just had a dot. Absolutely. What have you done? Like watch telly and things? Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a beanbag, a corduroy beanbag, <laughs> uh, a massive corduroy beanbag I've got. I'm not bragging. And uh, <laughs> I, lay on, uh, I lay on that for some of the... I did other things, but mainly I lay on that and watch daytime television and films football cricket oh man did you find yourself getting very into daytime tv as well like agreeing with lorraine kelly i I got very into corduroy (laughs) oh yeah it it was like you know when you rub your fingertips together after a very long bath 
That's what corduroy is like, I've discovered. So you used to arrange to do nothing? Yeah. Because isn't nothing just the default state? Isn't nothing what you're doing before you do something? Well, I'm liking, so, I'm liking the way this is going. I'm not totally with him, but I'm liking the way it's going. Because <laughs> there's too much stuff on radio about, I see Madonna is a doll. <laughs> there's too much like that. I like people about talking about nothing. Default state. <laughs> Actually, they talk about nothing quite a lot on radio, I come to think of it, but never in this kind of high, high blown philosophical way. I'll give you an example of my nothingness. Okay. I watched this morning, mm. right? And they had the world's tallest man on, who's been everywhere this week. I mean, he's, you know. He, oh, he's very mm. ubiquitous. Oh, he is, yes. I think he's Hungarian. <laughs> but he was on. He's eight foot eight, apparently, which is just. That's very tall. Oh, it's ridiculous. Mm. And, um,. Uh, they didn't even point out his ridiculousness. But he's a very tall Hungarian man. And they said they had him on, and they did the thing, they made him stand next to a, a tape measure. <laughs> he spends his whole life standing next to a measure. He's like he's someone from The Usual Suspects. Obviously, he'd be a very unusual suspect. Um, I shouldn't think... I think a life of crime's not an option for the world's tallest man. No. Can you describe him? Yeah, he's about eight foot eight. I think we've got him. <laughs> so, anyway, um, he's They're also... They're always a bit odd-looking, really tall people. Oh, yeah, he's, he, was, he was terrifying, I'll be honest. He's also got the world's <laughs> biggest hands and the world's biggest feet, luckily. Mm. You don't want tiny size tiny fours. Tiny little hands. Oh, no, he looked like a javelin. Feet. Yeah, it'd be horrible. Balance on. But anyway, this is what they asked him. They asked him... And oh, this um, is Phil Schofield and the new one. Yes, and Holly. But uh, he doesn't let her get a word in yet. I think, oh. he's, I think he's, he's marking his territory. I saw him urinating in each corner <laughs> of the studio. <laughs> anyway, he, uh, in that way, he's very like the, the cat from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, so anyway, he, said, he asked him uh, if he had trouble getting clothes... And I thought, oh, oh it's a bit the pedestrian. People always ask the world's tallest man. So our phone in this morning is really unusual questions that the world's tallest man has never been asked before. So that's it. And if you get a really good one, we'll pass it on to him. And um, don't bother sending them in in Hungarian. We'll do the uh, we'll do the translation. I'm not even sure that's a language. Sounds like it had not to be. But let's face it, there had not to be any other languages. Absolute radio. So, um, yeah, so question. We, we just thought it's terrible being the world's tallest man yeah. as it is without being asked the same questions about what you do for clothes. And well, I've got one, go on. but he might have been asked it before, but I genuinely want to know the answer, which is what does he do about transport? So in the car, does he have to have a sunroof and stick his head out like a sort of Doberman Pinscher or something? Do like Doberman Pinchers <laughs> do that? I'm thinking Dogs. about the Pope. Yeah, I know what a Doberman Pinscher is. How dare you? How dare you suggest I don't know that? Or does he have like a Flintstone trap door thing underneath for his feet? Because he can't fit in. You know, you couldn't get him into a car. No. I shouldn't think... No, I, I shouldn't. Well, he might have a customised one. No, you could never. Oh, what about those stretch limos? Oh, that'd be good. You could, you could That's have a brilliant that. idea. Yeah. Just, just chuck out all the drunken women and, <laughs> and put the world's biggest and the man decanters, in. the grubby yeah, decanters, yeah, the horrible decanters and the TV screens that never work, <laughs> and put in the world's the world's longest man. I went to call him then, which I like better. That'd be a good question. Would you prefer to be known as the world's longest man? It depends, even if, it depends if he's lying down, doesn't it? I don't think it matters. You don't think? What, you think it depends on verticality or horizontality? Yeah, if you were going to call something long. But maybe trousers are long, aren't they? You can have long hair. It doesn't have to be lying down, That's do you? That's true. See, already I've blown that completely out the water. I, I would like to know if anyone sees him in a restaurant or something, do mm. they always ask him to stand up? 
Because you'd be really miffed if you said the world's mm. tallest man yeah. was sitting down. You'd go oh, and say, wow. I'll just stand up just for a minute. Because mm. he's on sticks, the world's tallest man. Yeah. I mean, that's not why he's the world's tallest man. I'm not, I don't mean he's <laughs> on sticks. Still. No, it's not one of those, like, one of those houses that rise above the, uh, the paddy fields in China. He's, he's on walking sticks, so he's not that well. I don't think. We've had That'd be another question. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Dear world's tallest man, what's your problem? I <laughs> say, what's wrong with you? That's, that's what I'd ask My him. question for the world's tallest man, um, I've lost my mate Ian, can you see him from up there? Is that your question or someone sent that one. in? No, that's me. Oh, that's, oh. That, that's, that's good. Have you lost your mate, Ian? Yeah. In what way? Well, I don't know where he is. Okay. I was a terrible feeling your mate Ian had died this week. <laughs> and you had this primitive sense that heaven was somewhere up above the well, clouds. Or the, the, um, the world's tallest man is also a medium. And um, I don't know. He's good. definitely an extra large. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Our phone in this morning is what would you ask the world's tallest man that he hasn't been asked before? That's quite a weird. I like that it's so weird. Our phone in this morning. No, I think I, I'd be so sick of being asked if I had problems getting close. Also, if I was the world's <laughs> tallest man, I'd say no, no, not at all. I'm just going to gap. <laughs> it's fine. By the way, our text them, which I haven't said yet, is eight twelve fifteen. I'm just assuming that you're all such regular listeners <laughs> that you know. Have we had any in yet? We've had a good one from the rather romantically named Jonah of Leominster. Oh, I like that. Sounds quite papal, I like that. Yeah, um, sounds like a carpet to me. <laughs> when at Xmas, if the tallest man um, is asked for a kiss under the mistletoe, does it have to stay up the tree? Oh, good. Mm. Yeah, mm. It, it does grow quite a height, mistletoe. Doesn't yeah. have to be good. He you have to be around. under the mistletoe, don't you? Yeah, well, I imagine he hangs around in forests a lot, come Yule tide. Apparently he's desperately lonely as on the woman front. That was one of the, that, yeah. one of the things. Well, why didn't you tell me? We'd be perfect. Yeah, well, yeah. I could get, go in his little pocket. Well, you've got some heels. <laughs> but that's it really got... Yeah, but apparently he mm. doesn't have a girlfriend. I don't think he's ever had a yes, girlfriend. Yes, he says he's never had a girlfriend. and he Hopefully now that I'm famous, I'll be able to meet lots of girls. I'd like to get married. I'll yeah. marry him. I don't mind. No, don't, 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 just don't commit like that on oh, air. Oh, okay. Just a minute, I'm going to do something. Saturday morning! I've done that for a bit. Just wanted to do that. In case I didn't <laughs> just suddenly grab Gareth and let him do that. That's a recorded <laughs> jingle that we have. But that was, yeah, I, I, poor old him. Oh, by the way, he's Turkish. I've been calling him Hungarian this morning. Oh. Mm. And Deb's, Deb's... Uh, <laughs> I love your response to that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> As if, as if he doesn't have enough problems. <laughs> if he's been called the wrong nationality, the poor soul. Deb says, has the world's tallest man ever been potholing? Um, that way, he's asking if he'd ever been potholing. Yes. Yeah, I imagine he could pothole in like an earthworm. <laughs> so he, he could go through a series of labyrinths um, and come out in various parts of him would come out in various holes into the, uh, into the air. But he may not be the world's tallest man. What I... How oh, dare, dare you? Well, That's what you could ask him. Are you the world's tallest <laughs> man? No, no, really. <laughs> because it says that he's he's been crowned the world's tallest man after his... I bet the crowning was a tricky business. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. What about you? Some sort of a crane? <laughs> no, it's kind of like hoopla. Cherry picker. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like hoopla. They had a big load of crowns. Everyone had a go trying to get it on his head. Well, he must have been covered in bruises at the end of it. Because that Diamante can scratch. Yeah, it's quite sharp. Yes, yeah, so I once had a brief affair with Liberace. I'm not kidding you. The next day I looked like I'd been tiger wrestling. <laughs> 
Um, after he, yeah, he was so he was crowned world tallest man after his Ukrainian rival dropped out of the running because he refused to be measured. Really? I, yeah, what, that was a work to rule. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't want the fame. He d- he didn't want the hassle. He refused the, the to world. be measured. Yeah. How often? How often does one get the chance to get on your moral high horse about whether or not you're measured? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so he might not be the world's tallest. Oh well. No. Uh, the guy says the guy who didn't want to be measured said if I had to choose between prosperity and calm I choose calm well he's a good tall man yeah yes yeah, he, he's much better than wind he's on about like not a having big a girlfriend. tall source of wisdom he is yeah he's that's a, what you want from the world's he, he deserves a, a coronation of some kind Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio Absolute Radio and we've had a very good text in about the world's tallest man which is from Richard in Derby, who says, I have a question for the tallest man. Who do you look up to? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, it's the little things in life. Which I, I imagine the world's tallest man doesn't say. If you want to text us on uh, questions that the, ne- that the world's tallest man has never been asked before, we're on 8, 12, 15, I think. Now, guess what, guys? I've got the builders in this week. So something slightly embarrassed. <laughs> no, I genuinely have got them in. Okay. So they're painting what, what the outside I... of my apart my house. My apartment. Well, no, it's my apartment's on the th- second floor. Okay. So I keep forgetting they're there, and they're on the scaffolding. And three mornings in a row now, I flash them. Inadvertently, I flash them. Inadvertently. Yeah, inadvertently. I didn't do it on purpose. Well, what has been the, without going into too much detail? <laughs> how does that actually happen? You open the curtains in they a didn't. state of undress. Is yeah, that and right? they didn't look pleased enough to be honest with you. They didn't. They didn't look excited. No. Um, the first day I had. <laughs> I, a, said, I, I, I was trying to work out a response so that was safe. <laughs> Couldn't really come. In the end, I, I think I didn't sound surprised enough. No. Yeah, well, what, nor would they. Next. Okay. <laughs> the first day I had on tights and a bra, which isn't too bad. Well, I did that, just that. Yeah, is that all right? I'm not happy with it. I'll be honest okay. with you. Um, <laughs> tights and a bra. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. And then I and had the on day. a Hello Kitty bathrobe. That's that's better, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit weird that it's Hello Kitty, I suppose. Well, yeah. But... Hello Builders would have been better. <laughs> Can you get a Hello Builders <laughs> uh, bathrobe? Mm. Well, that's well, that's that's our phone in next week sorted. <laughs> Can you get a hello bill? And on the third day, I had you on, rested. No, I had on quite see-through silk pajamas, which is what I often wear to bed. <laughs> it's hot in here, isn't it, Karen? So yeah. by by the third day, when you knew there were builders looking in, well, then you were making an effort. <laughs> yeah. You see, you're a sort... I mean, don't take this the wrong way, but you're, you're, the sort. Sort, you're the sort of woman, I imagine, <laughs> is no stranger to a negligee. Oh, I love a negligee, Frank. Yeah. I imagine you'd dress a bit like the women in uh, Confessions of a Plumber. They used to, they used to come very to Very much like negligee. that, yeah. Well, it sounds like a very that. Confessions of a Builder, this could be. Yeah, I'm hoping Though, so. Obviously, the Confessions of a Builder would be a grim tale of exploitation <laughs> and shoddy workmanship. Yeah. But um, um, I suppose there'd be a bit of sex in it. <laughs> so what do you guys wear, if you think it's so weird to wear what, a when the builders are outside? <laughs> well, I just wear a crushed velvet cat suit split to the waist. <laughs> <laughs> when I say cat suit, nothing like the one worn by the cat in breakfast at Tiffany's. Let me, let me make that point. No, I, in bed, I, um, I always wear a T-shirt in bed. Do you? What I sort of, like I an old fall sli- T-shirt with an egg stain, maybe? Yeah, um... I have worn a full T-shirt in bed. Sometimes I wear the West Bromwich Albion replica football shirt in bed. But um, the, you can get quite a lot of static electricity during <laughs> the night because of its nylonness. 
but I can't sleep naked. My shoulders get cold. What do you not? Just a t-shirt. Just a t-shirt. It's a horrible thought, <laughs> I know. Really? Yeah, it's a bit like a very sort of casual top cat image. You know, a top cat used to wear a hat and a waistcoat. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> Nothing uh, like the cat in uh, Breakfast. What do you wear, Gareth? I wear, I wear boxer shorts mm. and baggy boxer shorts. When you say shorts. boxer shorts, you mean large silk shorts <laughs> yeah, that say things like with... Iron Man Gareth on them. Yeah. And Everlast. Um, the big G. Yeah, you just wear boxer shorts. That's um, no, no, like baggy boxer shorts. But I don't wear. Baggy I imagine shorts. you're in a shorty kimono about the house in the <laughs> morning. I said a few yeah. Hefner. Thing, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a white t-shirt, a oh, white God, vest, you... a white vest. That's you wear that, quite a lot. That sounds a bit prison break. Mm. Okay, not a wife beater. So, but you normally wear silk pajamas. So. Oh yeah, see through. See through silk <laughs> yeah. pajamas. What's the point of? I guess. <laughs> I guess you get the benefits of the warmth and something against your body but also that people can see through it yes sorry i was lost there I, i'm gonna i'm gonna now pay a tribute to the great bob monkhouse who, who, who told a great joke i remember saying that as he got older his wife still wore a, a see-through nighty but now it was bifocal <laughs> <laughs> fantastic absolute radio we were asking for unusual questions for the world's tallest man on uh, on our text which is eight twelve. 15. Speaking of um, famous people, I um, I saw, I was walking along the, the, the Thames, the River Thames, the mm. other day. The side of the Thames or over the I wasn't water. walking, no, I right. wasn't, no. I mean, I know you're a great admirer of mine, but mm. I cannot do that. And I saw, there was a film crew, there's always film crews in London. If anyone who lives outside of London, if you see a film crew, you think it's an exciting event. Londoners tend to go, ugh, it's another film crew in it. And no mistake in Mr. Holmes, right? And um, and, it, and I, so I walked past and I thought there might be a celebrity. It's usually Alexa Chung for some reason. Whenever I see filming anywhere in London, it's Alexa Chung. She must be endlessly I always filming. find it's Chris Akabusi. Oh, dear. Yeah, I often see him. I have yeah. seen him about twice being filmed. Do you ever see Femi Oki? <laughs> no. No, I think she's moved to America. <laughs> I heard a story about Femi Oki that she did something like a six-week course at the meteorological office so she could become a weather reader. And then when she filled in her visa to move to America, when it says occupation, she wrote scientist. <laughs> That's pushing it, love. Yeah, if you're listening, Femi, I, I, I have no verification for that story. Um, OK, actually, I think, yes, I, I'm not going to say who told me, because it was her ex-husband. Oh. Uh, oh, no, in, oh, a, way I have, in a way, I have told you. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, so anyway, so I'm walking past, and who was sitting on a chair, who was sitting on a chair waiting to be filmed mm. next to the film crew? Robert Vaughan. Oh, the man from Uncle. The man from <gasps> Uncle. I mean, and, and the man from Uncle was my, far and away my favourite programme when I was a kid. I loved, I had an Uncle suitcase. Oh, Which fine. was, it opened up and it had like an Uncle gun in it and the badges and all that. And uh, and also he was in the, the Magnificent Seven, which is probably one of my favourite films ever. But I never really thought. I thought, oh, there's Robert Vaughan. And I got hundred yards down the, down the, the, the bank of the river there, walking along. And I thought, oh, I really would have liked to have said hello to Robert Vaughan. Why didn't shook you? His hand. You just you know that kind of you bottle it a bit in those. You see a celebrity and you think oh, I'd love to say hello to them, and you, I bottle it all the time. And now I really, I just that moment to have shook hands with the man from Uncle and the bloke from Magnificent Seven. So I'm, you missed I'm, out. I'm burnt up with regret, I'll be honest with you. It's like when Shaquille O'Neal chatted me up and I didn't go back with him. Did you not? No. 
Well, what? I would have told you if I had. I wouldn't have kept that to myself. He's very tall, isn't it? <laughs> he is. He's about seven foot seven. Oh. This was about twelve years ago, so he was single at the time. I should add because I believe he's married now. Yes, but yeah, is that, you were chatting up. Yeah, yeah. A, ma- a bouncer came over to me, and then I was at some party, and then she killed him. A bouncer. Yeah, oh, he likes he likes a basket. He gets someone to do it for him. And I, I thought about it, and I thought, well, he might crush me or something. He was too big. So I said, no. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a thought. Fancy that. You turned down Shaquille. I and did, now. yeah. Brilliant. Um, so that, do you look back on that as a missed opportunity? Oh, hell yeah. I only wanted to shake hands with Robert Ford, <laughs> and I'm upset. So imagine if I'd had the chance to have, have a physical relationship yeah. with, a, with a famous basketball player. He might have player. asked you back. Well, Robert Vaughan. If you would have chatted to Robert Vaughan, who knows where it would have gone. Well, yeah, exactly. We could, he could be on here now. Mm. Mm. But is there anyone you've ever thought, oh, we should that I, when we, we, you, we went to the Sony Awards, and um, Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode were there, and I listened to their show, and I really like it, and I really wish I went to talk to them. So your big regret is that you didn't talk to Simon Mayo <laughs> and Mark Kermode. <laughs> yeah, that, I, you're, you're just stupid. Radio. My mum, um, my mum is funny. She did something. <laughs> she told me a story this week that really made me laugh. She, um, um, she works at the job centre, and um, she, yeah, yeah, it. she works in the job centre. She was talking to the psychologist in the job centre that talks to people about why they might not. And so she said, my mum said that she, when she was talking to the uh, psychologist, she was trying to act really sane. Yeah, um, would you do if you would talk to a psychologist? It's, it's a, yeah, general as a general. But uh, she has reading glasses, and usually she has them on a little chain, so she's got very used to you know having that chain. But um, on this occasion, she didn't have the chain on, but she thought she did. So she said, as she was talking, she'd had the whole conversation with the psychologist, and then at the end, just sort of threw the glasses <laughs> off her face. <laughs> 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 In the general dialection of the psychologist. <laughs> Onto the floor. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing disposables. <laughs> wow, Just that like, must have terrified yeah. him. Oh no, no, I normally wear a chain. I normally wear a chain on them. <laughs> and also a good thing if you want people to think you're not mad is to shout, I normally wear a chain. <laughs> I should think he's thinking, yeah, you, do, you should be wearing a chain, madam. <laughs> That's fabulous. Did they yeah, break the, really the glass? No, no, well, at least there's no. a happy ending to that story, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm happy to... I remember going to the... Uh, what we used to call the outdoor when I was a kid, which was like the, off, the nearby off-licence, and we took our whippets. Me and my dad took our whippet there. And um, I love that you had a whippet. Oh, yeah. And as, as we walked into the shop, the bloke behind the counter said, Evening, and then he suddenly looked absolutely terrified. And what happened is the whippet had slipped the collar just before we'd gone into the shop. So the old man had walked in with an empty collar and lead. <laughs> and the bloke had just assumed uh, was some lunatic he'd probably kidnapped a local <laughs> child and taken an invisible dog for a walk. Oh, those were the days. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Back for the second hour. And I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. I'm loving it like this. Extraordinary. I have bursts of excitement to catch. Do you not I get know that? you do. My girlfriend says I've got too much serotonin. You're like a Labrador puppy. Sarah you who? get all excited. No, you you're, I'm like a Labrador puppy in that I'm often covered in toilet paper. <laughs> There's a really sweet... You know, we were talking about um, when you ran into someone famous and it was a missed opportunity. There's yes. a really sweet text we've just had in saying, I wish I'd spoken to you, Frank, when I saw you on the Paris Eurostar a couple of months ago. Sarah from Eastcote. 
Oh, well, you see, that could that could that could have been a lovely friendship. I know. What were you doing on the Paris Eurostar? I was filming <laughs> for Children in Need. Oh, you okay. sounded like it was some sort of murder. <laughs> what are you doing? I suppose you're wondering why I brought you all here. You, what were you doing <laughs> on the Paris Eurostar? Well, it was simple and simple business trip. Oh, simple, was it? <laughs> I'm sorry, that one. We accidentally got Radio 4 drama on there. Yes. Any other? Um, have any other? Anyone else texted us on eight twelve fifteen? You see what I did there? Because I, I, did. I told the they gave the number without making it an obvious giving the number thing. There's a nice text from someone called Teresa who says, "Morning all. I grew up in the Midlands, and you're taking me back to my childhood with words like DOS, outdoor, and whip it. Thanks for that." <laughs> Slightly tragic. <laughs> the, the outdoor is what we used to call an off license, and I tell you what, we used to see we used to see middle-aged working-class women walking back from the outdoor with a jog with their hand over the top of the jog gone to get beer from the, the outdoor in a big jug. Well, they jog. just gave you alcohol wow. in a jug. In a jug. Well, you had to take your own jug. Oh. Yeah, all the all the uh, the middle-aged women in the West Midlands had big jugs. Right. <laughs> what? What? Oh my god. What? No, they did. They used to take a jog up to the up to the off That would be very good for the environment, wouldn't it, if people if we did that sort of thing more nowadays? Yeah, if we just took jogs to the shops yeah. and said, put some, put some butter <laughs> in there. Tupperware. Yeah, you're just, right. Yeah. I used to, when I was an alcoholic, not that I'm, not, I haven't stopped being an alcoholic, but I don't, um, I don't enjoy it like I used to. <laughs> I, I used to queue up for what they call loose sherry. Loose and, sherry. And loose sherry is in, in, like a, in the grocery shop, it's in a big plastic barrel behind the counter, and you take your own bottle. Mm. And they fit. And it used to be me. It, Shut up! I don't believe that. It's what, true. Really? So I get there about eight thirty in the morning. They opened at nine, but I like my place in the queue. There'd be about six <laughs> alcoholics queuing up with various receptacles, and I got away with taking an Alpine pop bottle, which was actually two pints. And it was ages before the man who owned the shop worked out that I was getting twice my load on the <laughs> sherry front. If he's listening, I'd like to thank you for that for pushing me finally over the brink. Till I thought sherry's not working anymore. I'm going to try Perno. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know if this is the context for talking about the grim life of the alcoholic. <laughs> I like the idea of the differing receptacles, though, for the alcohol. I wonder what the world's tallest man would have if he was to... I, take, I imagine he'd, he'd take a yard of ale. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he regularly drinks out of a yard of ale. Did we get another good text? At our, our phone in this morning is questions you'd like to ask the world's tallest man that he hasn't been asked before. Was, oh, yeah. What was the swimming pool one? I really like that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Can you talk amongst yourselves while I'm yeah, minded, um, please? Whitey's oh, question for the world's tallest man is, why the long face? <laughs> OK. Thanks, Whitey. You can tell by his nickname, Whitey, he's a bit of a character, am yeah. I right? I know Whitey he... legend. Or maybe he's anemic. This, is a... Bring that up. <laughs> this is a good question, but he's remained anonymous, which he or she shouldn't, because it's a good question for the tall, world's tallest man. Have you ever walked from the shallow end of a swimming pool to the deep end with a small amount of pride? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he would. Love even, it. Yeah, I wonder if he would even need to go. You know, the awkward bit where you have to get your crotch in. Maybe you wouldn't even have to do that. Oh when no! You go what's happened now is you've said crotch on crotch morning. Crotch is right. fine. The only way is I crotch think. Crotch not okay. Yeah, but you know he's got a crotch as well. This is obviously <laughs> a bit of wordplay, and you brought up his disability. You've been a slightly, slightly rude joke. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Only one thing can turn this round. You know what that is? The fall. It is the fall. You've guessed it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Da, 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 Ross Noble in the studio. Good morning. Hi. 
Um, it's, we all went to your show last night as a bit of a works outing. Oh, nice. We oh, laughed. Yeah, we had a well, brilliant I, I, time. I guess I laughed. I don't I couldn't sit there. We were in separate... I was in the opposite. <laughs> oh, you rooms. moved we away, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we just had separate seats. And very good seats. And thank you for that. We didn't pay, in case you didn't know. No, that's quite all right. <laughs> I hope you haven't come in to collect. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the ice creams at Interval. I don't know if you saw that. I, do I, I went for Smarties last night. Oh, did you? I have to say, if anyone's going to see Ross Noble, who is on at the Apollo Theatre in Shaftesbury Avenue Thank at 8 much. o'clock every evening. Uh, till, till when, uh, For six weeks. Yeah. Um, I bought some Smarties. I don't, I, I don't want a product play. I know product placement is acceptable nowadays, but I bought some Smarties, right? And yeah. a box, quite a big box, and I thought right. this is going to be a fiver. Two quid. Oh, that's a yeah. crammed. Yeah, crammed. I, I subsidised that. Did yeah, you really? I said that. <laughs> You're doing a I great said job. there's going to be a lot of people from the Midlands complaining about the high <laughs> price of confectionery. <laughs> I'm going to personally subsidise that myself. Well, you made yeah. my night. I'll yeah. tell you that. I was so because one expects you know things you, to be you, you do, don't you? Top is exactly. the word I'm after. Yeah, Hiked yeah. Top. But no, that was brilliant. So, um, there's some sh- <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad you like the show. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is what I got. No, out. I love that. What, what a top night. Anyway, we... Skinner's <laughs> there, very loudly pontificating <laughs> about snacks. <laughs> Smarties, cheap. Billy Elliot, four just, pounds. I'm just throwing in, I'm throwing in all the pluses, is what I'm doing. It's a funny show. And, and the seats are lovely and velvety. That they you are. You know, if you've got, you can rub your hands <laughs> down the back of them. If I you wouldn't want do to. that. No, no, not down the back. No, you never know. What oh you're no, but they're theatre seats. That's the th- theatre seats fold down like that, so you can't reach down to get the change out of them. Yes, that's that- why they were designed like that. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> no. You liar, com- Ross. Yeah, no, I, complete, well. I completely fell for that. Yeah. So let's let's make this absolutely clear. That's where you're on. You're on in, in yeah. your show, which is called Things. Things. Yeah. And uh, it's on at the Apollo Theatre in Shaftesbury Avenue, which in London, which is large conurbation in the southeast of England. Yes. For those of you listening outdoors, and um, and now can I start by saying, go on, you've got a very big thing on stage. With I you. have, yes, yeah. it's a large inflatable thing, which you barely referred to. No, I don't. Only referred to because yeah. someone else asked about it. Yeah, yeah, no, and I try, I try not to. Yeah. Look, how can how can we describe this for our? Li- we'll, let, we'll let Ross describe. Well, it's a, it's a tortoise-bodied, lobster-clawed, uh, dinosaur-legged, tentacle, four-headed, winged Ross beast is what it is. It's got four heads that are all your heads. Yeah, yeah. It's got massive wings. It's sort of like I'm a big fan of of like rock. I like that whole that sort of yeah. And you know, Iron Maiden. You had don't that. mean rock as in the stuff you buy at the seaside. I do. That's <laughs> exactly do what that. I mean. Yeah. What you're charging I'm for? I'm charging a pound. <laughs> well, that's full, good. Fully subsidised. That's good. For people, but only from the Midlands. Just <laughs> um, yeah. see when I play Wolverhampton. Have you got a special machine that checks accents and a, a, yeah. a reading comes yeah. up on a digital screen? Um, did you? Wouldn't that be great? Where's Robin? <laughs> Blue, I guess. Where's Robin? That'd be two quid. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. An, an alarm where, goes off yeah. when that where, comes. Where are you off? from? Home county's fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Uh, yeah, no. The, the poster for the show is designed by it was, it was done by Derek Riggs that did all the Iron Maiden artwork. Oh, that was and, it. Um, yeah, because initially I said, "Oh, I quite like it in a, in a sort of Iron Maiden style," and then uh, they, they organised the actual guy. And um, so, yeah, so the set is kind of based on that. But I'm a big fan of having like enormous, big, daft things, and then just not mentioning it. 
Like, I yeah. did a show in Edinburgh once, I called it Chicken Master, and it had nothing to do with chickens. It was just a daft name. And I had this enormous Gothic castle built that was in the shape of a chicken, and it lit up and all the rest of it. And I just walked out and hung me, just hung me coat on it, and <laughs> I didn't mention it for the whole show. I just like stuff like that, you I know? once saw a, a, a sort of mainstream comic in the West Midlands who came on stage with an enormous pair of antlers on his head, which he never referred to, 20 minutes never referred to, that right at the end he said, do you think I've got too much moose on this? <laughs> <laughs> it's made my night. Yeah, but it's, it looks like it's a it's a difficult thing because I should point out that this monster on the behind rock you, is, you is twenty feet high, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's enormous. It's an enormous. Thing. How do you get you it? You weren't about? concentrating on the show at all. We, you could, we, don't look. Don't put a twenty foot monster, four headed monster behind you, and then reprimand me for noticing it. <laughs> Um, how do I what? How do you transport it? Does, um, it, does it deflate? It does, yeah, yeah. Thank it's, God for that. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> it packs up. But that's, I'm, I'm there for six weeks, so it doesn't need to be deflated and inflated a lot. So you had to bring it from... Did, did you use that in Australia as I used it on tour. I used it on tour. I did, like, uh, 80, <laughs> 85 dates... And yeah, toured, toured it around. Then my last tour, I had a, a I had a giant, same size, but it was a massive version of me at the back of the stage with a big head with a face projected that actually talked at the start of the show. Do you think you'll ever so, think at the start of a tour? I don't know if I'm going to bother with the big giant. No, that's hard, I love that. That's the that's the. That's the, what you do. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the great things about it. Why why have a job where you can you know have an enormous thing and then not have it? Yes. Well, I often think that. <laughs> what happens to them post tour? Do you they in your house? Uh, yeah, well, they were, but my house burned down, so they were all in the shed. Oh, that's, so, that's, he yeah, said that last night. Yeah, yeah. Now. So, yeah. Oh, so no, one of them said the, the big me is actually in a is in the uh, a storage unit in uh, in West London, which I love the idea of somebody breaking in late at night and accidentally hitting the inflatable thing, and just this enormous hippie just goes yeah, point at them. Yeah, I'm going to have some adverts now because if there's any children listening, they're going to be quite frightened. By that. Absolute Radio. What do you think about this? Saturday morning. Oh. Who's gonna play with me? That would be the eels, wouldn't it? It is Eel, yeah. eels. It's Not just the eels. eels. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. I always made that mistake. I thought brilliant. that was Gareth, and I thought he sounded brilliant for a minute. <laughs> I'm thinking, it's, I'm trying it out as a jingle, but I'm wondering if it's a bit too long. What do you think? What do you and think? It, I'll tell you what. Speaking outsider. of jingles and cool play, I went to see a, a baseball game. And you know how in baseball they all have... It's not like the football and that where they just play, it's like it stops and it starts. Every time a guy come up to, to do the batting, they had a little song, like each one yeah. had the song. And he'd chosen Coldplay, I can't remember what the song is, but it's that one that goes, I used to rule the world. But it was just that bit of the song. Okay. And like, he obviously liked the bit that went, ding, 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 because that's quite uplifting as he goes yeah. to... Yeah. But they'd selected the wrong bit. So every time he went to bat, it went, I used to rule the world, and then it stopped. So he just looked like a dismal <laughs> failure before he'd started. Yeah, someone, you know, who, someone who was at the know, absolute top yeah, of their the profession. Top, you know, oh, I'll give it a go now, I might be able to hit the button. It was, oh, no, it was, it was mad. People saying, I don't like this guy, he's too nostalgic. Exactly. <laughs> There used to be a, a, bat, a batter called Albert Bell. Do you remember him who played for the Cleveland Indians? He's no. an enormous, massive, massive bloke. And when he came out, because he was called Albert Bell, he used to have like a church bell from a horror film. <laughs> <and> go, <laughs> it was terrified. But was that, in, that was proper old days, was it, before electronic music? Oh, well, no, I think, they, I think it was a tape of a, of a bell. Oh, okay. No, there wasn't some the hunchbacked <laughs> character in a habit <laughs> swinging. Well, there may have been, I didn't see him. 
I assume it was a tape. So, um, oh, it's a swinging hunchback. <laughs> I love a swinging hunchback. <laughs> yeah, remember, that's an old fairground game. You get an air rifle, and then they swing. Anyway, so you've yeah. got a TV show. I do out. have a TV show coming out, yes. What, what's that? What's it's, that like? Uh, what's that like? <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> like, did Ant and Dick possess your body? <laughs> you were yeah. over I'll say, I'd say it was 70% Ant, 3% Dick. Yeah. It's a version of uh, The Fly. You know, The Fly with... Yeah, uh, with Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Yeah, it's The Ant. Yeah. 70% Ant. Anyway, You know what on. I always used to think about that film, The Fly, right? You know when he gets in the, the machine? The pod. Right? The pod, yes. yes. Sorry. Been corrected on my, uh, <laughs> on my sci-fi knowledge here. But uh, no, doesn't happen very often, I'm guessing. The uh, the, the door uh, he sort of comes out, and he's sort of he's a little bit like he's at that point he's man, but he's got the, a bit of fly in him. He a hasn't, little bit fly, yeah, yeah. He hasn't, but at no point does he just go. I fancy a bit of poo. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, he never brings that up. And why doesn't it? Why isn't there a musical sequence where he sings "Everyone Says I'm Pretty Fly" for a white guy? Perfect. Yeah, they don't think yeah. your TV show. I've got a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it based um, on the fly with Jeff Goldblum. It is. That's exactly what <laughs> well, it is. Well, what a coincidence! It's me being swatted by a selection of celebrities. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Can I come on? <laughs> you, like, like, you know what? There's shows like that people would watch. If it was just, like, celebrity swatting. Like, I came up with a show once, right, and it was called Vanessa Felt Fight a Pig, right? Right. And it was basically just half an hour of Vanessa in a leotard fighting a live pig, right? Right. And there's no, there's no like, nobody votes, nobody gets voted on or off. There's no sort of... You know, there's there's no high concept to it. It's literally just her, not even an audience, just a barn, just an open, you know, just an open farmyard. No just, rules. No rules at all. Rules. Just but one of those big pigs. You know, those massive, you know, those big like hog things. Oh yeah. And it's just Vanessa just punching, punching it. Was well, she in a leotard and, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a full, you know. So you said and, she's in a leotard. You're going to pay attention. And then, and then <laughs> I didn't. She I gets you know, pig in the headlock, and the pig's lying on her for a bit, and it's just fi- and, and like pig in the headlock. Sounds like a meal, doesn't it? It's like yeah. toad in the hole. <laughs> but it's and no, no audience, just like a couple of farmers, just sort of leaning over a fence, just having a bit of a look, and every now and again, oh yeah. And the thing is, is that that in itself, right? People are trying to work out why TV, you know, viewing figures are dropping and stuff. If you saw that in the paper and it said Vanessa felt fight a pig, and that's what it was, everyone would watch it. I, Im- I imagine so, Vanessa Phelps is at home now, scribbling this down. I imagine. As fast so, as she she's squealing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Excitement. I, anyway, I have a TV so show. So there's Ross's new TV yeah. show out there. No, I do have a TV show. It's on <laughs> Channel... Oh, wait. Absolute Radio. Ross was good, wasn't he? Oh, I really liked him. He was sweet. I got a little hug as he left. Really? Just, just saying. Oh. Um, no, I, was, I was mean and he was funny rather than he was um, very... Touchy, touchy feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we've just had a text in that I'd like to read out, which is, do you remember we played that song, I Am Vexed, by... No, they're called oh, I they're Am called... Vexed. <laughs> oh, that's the most that. middle-aged thing I've ever heard, Don. Yeah, but who's heard of this band, Did You Want My Axe, or I Am Vexed? Which one is it? <laughs> I Am Vexed is the band. <laughs> and, okay. the song, yeah. and the song's called Did You Want My Axe. That's right. Well, somebody has said, they've remained nameless, Hi, Frank, I thought this song was a posh version of The Streets. He could be known as The Driveway. Which I thought was a brilliant observation. <laughs> yeah, I'm liking it. Yeah. yeah, the pedestrian area. The yeah, gated go- road. Is yes. Gated the gated road, actually, is not a bad name for a, for a band. Mm. Is it a Beatles song? No. 
Um, well, I, a friend of mine is, is starting a band at the moment, and he was mm. he was saying that there's there's websites you can go on, and, and they that you, they they'll tell you possible new band names. But I, I like we, the I thought, Gated Road. I thought we'd cleared that up with the Pigmen of Florentine. Oh, of course, the Pigmen of Florentine. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I mean, I forgot to pass that on. Well. Let's hope someone doesn't had. jump in on the Pig Man of Florence. That could be a Vanessa Feltz uh, spin-off programme, couldn't it? When she tours uh, Italy. <laughs> oh, dear. So um, I, we move now towards the end of the show. It's been a good laugh. You know I love doing this. I'm actually on holiday at the moment. I'm, I'm having a staycation, but I came back because I just I love... To me, it's not, don't tell absolute, but it's not really like work. Is it? I, I don't tell them that because that's I, your I manager laughing. You and, yeah, that's because he knows that they do actually pay me for it. Um, but uh, I love it. Don't you love it? Yeah, we I love, love our work. We you know what else it. we love? We love you, our beloved listeners. So thanks for listening today, and uh, goodbye from Emily and goodbye from Gareth, and um, <sighs> good day to you. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.